Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. These eight females um, range in age from 13 to 16, three of them being 13, three of them being 14, and two of them being 16 years of age. They have already made their first appearance in court. They are remanded into custody and will be returning again on the 29th of December for their next court appearance. This Toronto Police Detective Sergeant Terry Brown with the Homicide Unit talking about the eight suspects in a murder that occurred early Sunday morning in downtown Toronto. 59-year-old man stabbed to death, and as you just heard, the suspects are 13 years old, 14 years old, and 16 years old. Eight teenage girls, some as young as 13, are suspects, are charged the murder, the stabbing death of a 59-year-old man. I mean, let that sink in. Think about how incomprehensible that is. So a truly shocking story out of Toronto uh, that occurred apparently on the same day, this uh, mass shooting in, in Vaughan occurred. Technically, this was early Sunday, just after midnight on Saturday. Now, police say this is not a gang, strictly speaking. It seems as though these uh, young girls kind of met up online, ended up in downtown Toronto late Saturday, early Sunday, and then this occurred. So it's been a while, a few days, I guess, as the police have uh, been investigating this crime and then managed to apprehend all eight girls. So what do we know about this? How, how does something like this happen? Uh, joining us uh, for more, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Brad Hunter, national crime columnist with the Toronto Sun, torontosun.com for the latest on this, including the latest from Brad. Thanks for joining us here, Brad. Welcome to the program. Glad to be here, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's almost, it's impossible to try to wrap one's head around this, to, to understand how something like this can happen. So let's kind of go through, what do we know about what, what occurred here? Well, we know, I mean, the long and short of it is that these girls had, were from around the city. They weren't from any specific neighborhood. They had linked up on social media and had decided, uh, you know, as the cops say, they weren't a gang. They decided to hook up in uh, downtown Toronto in the area around Union Station. They came upon uh, a 59-year-old man who, uh, you know, was, you know, recently homeless sort of stuff, and he yeah. was uh, sharing a bottle and a cigarette with a friend. They wanted the bottle, and... Uh, and uh, the struggle ensued, and, uh, you know, he, he's in the morgue. Right. So, they, yeah, obviously then they, they didn't, as far as we know, plan let's go downtown and, and swarm and kill somebody or, or find some, some homeless guy to attack. It, it resulted from some kind of a, a confrontation, but obviously the, there were knives involved here. The, these girls had weapons on them, as we as we figured. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know the exact nature of of the weapons, but I believe I believe the stabbing was was what uh, what killed him. Although he was badly beaten as well, I think you know it's been indicated to me that he'd been stabbed in the stomach with something. What exactly that was, I don't know. But 
you know, the it wasn't long after that these you know young ladies were uh, were picked up by the police. It wasn't like a, an intense manhunt at all. They mm-hmm. they hadn't gone very far. Uh, which, you know, I mean, which also speaks to the callousness of the crime, because, I mean, you know, if I did something like that, which is highly unlikely, you know, I'd be heading for the hills as fast as possible. But, you know, as I understand it, talking to the cops, they just didn't seem to care. Jeez. Well, yeah, and that's what's so shocking about this. I mean, we hear about, you know, teenage boys who get caught up in, you know, incidents of violence. Most crime involving teenagers involve teenage boys so that's why this is so shocking at some level you got a quote from a police source in, in your piece today just the the vicious nature of of this right well yeah they 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 had that was you know what i was told is is that even even uh, homicide detectives were were stunned by how violent this was the, the the ratcheted level of violence this isn't like you and me sitting in a bar arguing over the leaves and the oilers or something or the leaves and the flames mm-hmm. as it were or something like that you shove me i bang my head and uh, you know but this was you know meant to inflict serious serious harm on uh, on this gentleman so that's the thing. Now, these, uh, you know, these girls are in the youth justice system. Obviously, we're not able to identify them publicly, uh, you know, and everything else that goes along with the youth justice system. And, you know, maybe that'll be a source of frustration, I think, to the public. Where a, sh- a shocking crime like this, uh, you know, what might await these girls in terms of justice? But still, you know, their, their lives are about to change dramatically. Yeah. They'll never be the Well, same. their lives are dr- going to dramatically change, but they're also going to more than likely be out in time to uh, finish high school uh, and, uh, and, and graduate yeah. Yeah. because, yeah. you know, what might they do? Three years unless a couple of them get bumped up to adult. I doubt it. But, uh, you know, uh, you know they're, they're going to be back among us with their intended, you know, attendant issues. And I think that's really the thing that frightens a lot of people. I don't, I think the average guy in the bar is going to say, yeah, Junior got pinched for uh, shoplifting, you know, at Walmart or something like that. Well, that was pretty stupid, but, you know... Junior isn't exactly a hardened criminal, but, you know, I think the level of violence in this uh, is what's truly shocking. And, you know, you have to wonder, you know, is, you know, is rehab an option for somebody who would do something so horrendous? I mean, that sort of thing wouldn't, most 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds I know, that wouldn't cross their mind in a million years even if confronted with a situation and being, you know, in the middle of that sort of feeding frenzy, which seems like that's what it was. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and you, obviously you, you cover this beat for a living, and, you know, Toronto's not at risk of setting a new record for homicides, although December's you know, looking to be a pretty bloody month in, in the greater Toronto <laughs> area. But but still, you know, the, the shocking nature of something like this and some of the other crimes that occurred, you know, it's seemingly random acts of violence and, and murder. It just, it, it feels like, I don't know, it's something, something's off here. And it's not just Toronto either. Well, no, I, it's, and it's interesting is, I mean, you and I can look at the numbers on the board and whatnot and say, oh, well, you know, murder's pretty flat, you know, mm-hmm. and, 
and you know, I mean, they are here in Toronto. There's despite you know, they're solving about eighty percent of them, which is unheard of in North America. But the point is, is the fear, the fear that spreads. And when politicians, you know, I was speaking with uh, an old friend of mine I worked with at the New York Post, and he's a former New York City police captain as well, and he was one of the guys that designed Comstat that brought the homicide rate down in New York City. In, in, in the early 90s. And, you know, he said that the big issue is fear. Fear. Fear spreads. It, it grows like a tumor. And when politicians don't do anything, don't address that fear, and, you know, perhaps hope it just all goes away, then that fear gets increasingly heightened. And, and the only solution is, as he said, is, you know, you can't put it on the cops, it's a political decision. You have to decide, yes, we're not going to live like this anymore. As I mentioned, your latest, uh, more on all of this, torontosun.com. Brad, thanks for making some time for us here this morning. Appreciate it. Terrific, Rob. You take care of yourself. You as well. All the best, sir. Uh, there you go, Brad Hunter, crime columnist with the Toronto Sun, torontosun.com. He's got the latest on this story.